Because I know that you're going to work out tonight. Okay. You'll be working out. If you need it, it's on. If not, okay, then. I yeah, just keep it on. I probably going to start yelling or something a little bit. Okay. Since you're going to start working out tonight. All, all three of you back here. Okay. All three of y'all back there. Well, oh, my teacher? Yes, you are. going to work out. It's going to work out. Praise God. I want to go ahead and start with this. I want us to go ahead and stand. And um, God is awesome. God is so good. But I need to start with this. We always do this morning confession. Mm-hmm. And I started studying it about, about a month ago. And I haven't gotten past. I recognize that it is not by might. I can't pass that part. I started dissecting each one. And the Lord is just giving me word and word and scripture and scripture. And I can't get past that. So I'm going to break it down a little bit. So I just want you to repeat this with me. Father, I thank you in advance. Father, I thank you in advance. That I am always changed. That I'm always changed. By my time. By my time. I am not a believer. I'm sorry. I am a believer. <laughs> I am not a believer, man. Lord. I am a believer. And not a doubter. I recognize that it is not by my might. Nor by my power. But by your spirit. Stop. Do it a little bit louder. A little bit louder. You got to receive it. You speak it, it would work. Don't doubt. Look at it and live it. I am not afraid of what sickness can do to me. Because by your stripes I am healed. I am not afraid. I am not afraid of financial lack. Because all of my needs are met. I cannot be overcome. I cannot be overcome by depression. I cannot be overcome. For I am an overcomer. I cannot be overcome. But I am an overcomer. Because you overcame. And I cannot be stopped. And I won't be stopped. Come on now. I cannot be stopped. And I will not be stopped. I love you, Lord. Because you're a great, great father. Amen. Be seated. Come on, let's give Jesus praise offering. In the movie Forrest Gump, Brother F.G. said, Life is a box of chocolates. Meaning that you would never know what you're going to get in life. Life is unpredictable. Many of us here that are seated, are seated, uh, life has been rough for some of you. Really for all of us. When life comes at you, you don't know what to do. Life is very, very unpredictable. From the time that you were born to the time that you are sitting in the pew, in this church, at this time, at the cross, life has been rough. You talk to your friends, you talk to social media, there is a constant negativity of what life is all about. Before you came to know the Lord, some of us loved life. But life came in and started knocking us in the teeth. Life came in and started misdirecting how we were supposed to go. Rocky said it best, and I'm going to play it. I love Rocky. I love Rocky. I'm sorry. I just wish I could. Uh, you know, I wish I could. Look like that. I wish I could. Brother AJ, I need you up here. Where's bro AJ? I need you up here. Oh, 
Let me tell you something you already know. Hopefully you can hear. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you've got to be willing to take the hits. And not pointing fingers saying, you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. I'm always going to love you no matter what. No matter what happens. You're my son and you're my blood. They play this on Father's Day. But I decided to take that excerpt there to tell you that life kicks you in the teeth. But what he said is not how hard it hits, it's how you get up. Some of us kept getting up, kept getting up. But God. But God. Repeat that with me. But God. We came to know Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. And when we came to know Him as a personal Savior, the day that we were saved, we were telling the whole world. I mean, I got to put this down. We were telling the whole world what Jesus was about, who Jesus was. We were telling everybody, Jesus did this for me, Jesus did that. But along the way, along the time, something happened. We become stagnated. Some famous pastor about a year ago Spoke about development. I just don't know who that was. I don't know who that is. But he constantly pushed about developing. This young man to the right is trying to develop his forearms. Trying to develop his biceps. Tries. I don't know anything about body building. I wish Brother Kenny was here. He could probably tell you. I, I, I talked to him on Sunday and all of a sudden my phone is getting blown up. This is what you got to do. This is what you got to take. This is what how you do it. This is what you eat. I, I, I mean, it was just blowing my mind as to what he knew about development. Or some pastor said that you got to develop in order for you to grow up. That's developing. But along the line, Christians around the world decided to become stagnated. Christians lose battles because of stagnation. Because of the stench of the pamper that they wear. Mm. They don't grow up because they are still in the same pamper three or four years after they got saved. They refuse to develop and they refuse to take life and whatever life comes against them, they receive it. But this famous pastor said something about, in order for you to be developing, you're going to have to do some things. But God is the only one that's going to do it. In Mark chapter 2, verse 1 through 12, we see about Jesus healing the paralyzed man. We see Jesus healing the man. But you know what? It wasn't just the healing. It was the four fab four. The fab four. The fab four. It took four men. It took four men to convince this person that was paralyzed. And it took them to convince him to say, you know what? 
Jesus is the way, Jesus is the truth, and Jesus is the life. Brother B, God has great anointing on you. God has great things for you. And the hell that you're going through is because there is a development of a warfare man of God coming out of you. He's pulling that. He no longer wants you to sit next to your wife. He don't want you to relate on your wife. There's nothing wrong with that. I rely on my wife. My wife tells me, you know, this is what you said. This is what you do. Don't do that. We've been married 40 years this year. And I still... She ain't here, so I'm speaking loud. <laughs> I'm defending myself. I know what I want. I know who I am. Girl, you can't tell me. You can't tell me how to drive. I got a clean record. We go to church and we're... Why? Because she's telling me. You can't do that. But I'm trying to develop a safety. Safety. I just can't. But Brother Ben. Brother Ben. I'm here to tell you that God is developing you. He is developing you to see in the future what you are right now for your future. That's why the hell is coming against you, man of God. That's why hell comes against us. These five four told this man, we know about Jesus. We've heard about him. We've seen it. Man, do you want to walk? And I can imagine the conversation. What do we do? I want to walk. Yeah, do you want to walk? Let's go 
for it. I, Jerry says, you know what? We, I don't care. Let's do it. We jump up, get a saw, cut a hole, put him in front of Christ, and all of a sudden the man is walking. <laughs> Life came to the man and took his manhood away, took his integrity away, but God replaced it when he healed him. Life will replace but God will use life to replace everything that the canker worm has stolen. Amen. Everything that you have lost. And in this ministry, in this church, you have seen. Mm, you have seen restoration. Ryan and Felicia never thought they'd get out of the hood. They're living in River Oaks. Come on out. <laughs> Jerry was thumbing around. He was calling brother, brother-in-law, come on, and brother-in-law's like, there he is again, I guess he needs to run. He's going to pick him up. Now he's got a truck. Hallelujah. Marriages are being restored. Hallelujah. And sister, what God is, what you've asked for God, he's going to do. Amen. He is doing such a move in your life that God is opening your eyes and you say enough is enough. As you develop, this young man is trying to develop. And, and, you know, I mean, look at him. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. Look at that. Show him off, son. But you see, this ain't, this ain't doing nothing. This ain't doing nothing. I, you know. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to develop a muscle. He's trying to develop a muscle. These things ain't happening. My sister grabs him. Oh, yeah, this ain't nothing. But it still doesn't work. It ain't working. It ain't working. So what does he got to do in order to develop this muscle? In order to do what? You got to do what? Go deeper. Oh, my sister's going to go deeper. And you go deeper. I mean, somebody said it. I don't know who it was. Somebody said about an authority and the centurion. <coughs> Brother Centurion knew the authority of God. Yeah, he did. Brother Centurion looked at Jesus and said, You know what? No, you don't have to go. I can go. That's faith. That's developing your faith. Number one, you've got to recognize the authority that you have in you. Felicia, you've got to, you've got to recognize who you are. You gotta recognize that you're not just a woman and a man of God, but you are the woman and the man of God. Amen. You are a capital M, capital O, capital G. One time I said that, and some sister got mad at me. She goes, What do you mean by M O G and W O G? That's in the Philippines. And I said, Sis, I, I, I dislike. <laughs> I, 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 I never friended her anymore. <laughs> I said, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. M-O-G, man of God, W-O-G, woman of God. Chris, I'm glad that you walked in. I'm glad that you're here. Sister, I'm glad that you're sitting there. Because God has a great and powerful anointing upon you guys. Amen. There is a powerful anointing, and the devil has come back at you, and life has come to take that out of you. Suicide has come in. Depression has come in. Some pastor was depressed. I don't know who it was, but he said that he was depressed, but then, but God came in the center. Recognize your authority. The centurion said, all you got to do is tell me and I'll go. 
I'll go and I'll. Mama, you're, you're healed. Because Jesus said. Jesus said. Yeah. Jesus said. Hey, what do you mean? Jesus said. Well, I, no, 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 no. You, you don't understand. Jesus is got doing something. But he said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. Yes, yes. I am who I am. And if I am the I am, and I've been birthed from him, I have the same benefits as Jesus. So you know what? Heal. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The authority that is in your mouth, the authority that is spoken out of you, develops. He is hurting right now. <laughs> you might want to stop. We get the picture. <laughs> He's hurting right now. You see the veins starting to come out. Man, I love I love veins. I love veins. I love when guys are walking and, you know, I love the guys are working out, man. Do this one. Look at the vein, man. The, the vein is coming out. Man, he is. You know, I know that I can, I know that Alex can do this, but I can't use Alex because I need 3,000 pounds. And I don't have 3,000 pounds at my house. I don't even use these. They're all rusted. And I said, I don't use them. But you see, look at the vein. He's developing it. Yeah, he is. Alex said, you know what? Those are for sissies. Those are no, 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 no. You need something stronger. You need more weight. You need more keep going. I know you're gonna get tired, but I'm gonna hurt you tonight. I'm gonna hurt you tonight. But you see, you have the authority. If he decides to quit, what is your job to do? Yeah. If he decides to quit. He tells him, no way, Jose, keep going. Boy, keep going. Boy, come on. You got it. Come on, man. Lift him up, man. Act like you mean it, man. Come on. Man. I want to see sweat. I want to see spit. That's the authority that you have over your situation. That's the authority that you have over the mountain. That when you speak to it, it becomes dust. Why? Because you are with the I am. Number two. You have the word. Somebody spoke about the word here. I don't know who it was. Somebody said that the, the word is like a two-edged sword. Uh, uh. The word is like a two-edged sword. As you push in, it comes out and cuts both ways. But the word has to become life in you. Yeah. In order for you to be a developed person, the word mm. is not just waking up in the morning and saying, John 3, 16, for God's love the word. I learned the word. That's the word. No, 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 no. The word is you taking time. You sitting down and you dissecting every word. This past year, as I've been, as I've been praying more, as I've been fasting more, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm not puffing myself up, but my pastors know, I come here and I pray. They see my car outside. Why? Because I yearn and I hunger for it. And the more that I've done that, I cannot get, I was telling Pastor Ben, I'm trying to do a sermon on the Lord's, uh, uh, Psalms 23, but I cannot get away from the Lord is. I can't get away from that. Because I started recognizing who my Lord was. Brother Jerry, who is Lord to you? Mm, Amen. Brian, who is Lord to you? Tell me, son. He is your what? Your what? Your redeemer. Brother Jerry. Your savior. Chris, what is Lord to you? My all. Your all. Your Yahweh. Yeshua. 
your provider, your lover, your friend, the one that you drop everything on. He's your gossiper because you gossip to everybody. Gossip to Jesus because he likes gossip. Because he likes to take that gossip and turn it around and make it into a and make it into a refined gold so that you can also stand and say, This is who I was, and Jesus says, This is who you're gonna be. Why? Because you're using the sword. Amen. Amen. I was gonna buy swords, but somebody stopped me because it cost a lot of money. I'm gonna go out here and I say, Oh man. And, and I said, I can't do that. I love swords. I have two or three of them at the house. But I'm known about the sword that if I develop, if I'm developing, you got to go heavier now, bro. Is that it? That's it? No, no, we grabbed the Oh, okay, we'll put them together. You grab the sword. <laughs> grab the sword. Yeah, you, you put them together. You, I went, I'm son, I want you swole by the time you get out of here. You put the sword bring the sword and you use it. You use the sword on your situation. You use the sword on your mind. You use the sword at your job. You use the sword. I don't have this. You can't blame. The man said it. It's not how hard you get hit. It's you getting up. And when you get up and you look at yourself and you say, it is not by might, it is not by power, it's by the Spirit of God that I am going to make it. I am going to be, the, the woman said about authority, I don't know who she was, but you understood about authority. It's the man of God said about the word. And then all of a sudden, there's another woman that God said, it is time to pray. If you put your authority, you have an authority over your development, over your situation, over your life. There is word. And then there is prayer. Amen. You have to. I'm not going to beat about the bush. You have to pray. Not when you eat. It seems like every time we pray when we eat, we get fat. Because we always say, Lord bless this food. <laughs> well, yeah. We're blessed, all right. We come out. Chicken fried steak. Chicken fried chicken. Mashed potatoes. Mmm, cauliflower. Mmm. <laughs> That's it. Macaroni and cheese. Mmm. Forget the salad. <laughs> Salad's out the door. Oh, man. Cornbread. Mmm. Oxtail. Mmm. Oh, my rice. Mmm. Mashed potatoes where you see the grease on top. And we're blessing it, and it does bless us. But then all the time. <laughs> You've got to pray. If we take the initiative to pray and to seek and to look after Him. Yeah. Some of us say we don't have time. But some man of God said, it is time that you develop. Thank you. Chris, the Lord is saying that I have you at the fingertip of my finger. I designed you. I design every hair, every follicle about you. I design everything about you. But you have leaned on your lean on me, says the Lord. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord says, I will show you great and mighty things. Lean on me. Don't lean on the woman of God. Don't lean on the first lady. Don't lean on your pastor. Lean on me, and I'm going to show you because you are a man of God. It doesn't matter what anybody has said. Because yeah. I do not make losers. Come on. I do not make junk. Oh. I am about to restore. Yeah. I am about to give you 
more than you have ever seen. Yes. And you're in the right place. You're in the right time. And yes. God is going to do a great move upon you. Woman of God, I have chosen you to speak. I have chosen you to sing. The yes. more that you sing, and the more that you speak, the walls of Jericho are going to come down. As you pray, and the authority that is in you, as you seek His face, as you read the Word, I guarantee you without a doubt, I will be there, says the Lord. I'm not the one about you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Word. The Word. Pray. Sister Mary said she... There was, we were going to buy a house. Uh, before we bought this one, there was a, before we moved to Kingwood, we were going to buy a house. Okay, uh, you tired? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> can I have a seat? So, if that hurts, bro, I'm sorry, man. Man, you look good. And the reason why I wanted to buy this house was because there was a prayer closet. There was a closet there. Literally a closet. And it was a closet. It was a room, almost like the size of a closet. And I told my wife, this is it. This is it. She goes, why? The prayer closet. She goes, we, we can't. This is it. This is it. This is it. The prayer closet. I don't care about the room. I don't care. The prayer closet. Make a long story short, a realtor, she just really was breaking into the into the real real estate business and she turned around and said, oh, you guys can't afford this house. I said, bummer. <laughs> and I, I said, bummer, my wife got it. Well, I won't tell you how my wife got it. <laughs> and the calls came out. And she we got in the car and she goes, how dare she tell me? I said, baby, and they're your friends. <laughs> they're my friends now. They were your friends, but now they're my friends. <laughs> and yeah, they're my friends. And I said, girl, just get out. But you know what? It was in God's time we did it. But I loved, I loved that closet. I learned that you can pray all day long, every day. Yeah. We get up early. If I guarantee, if I was to give every one of us here a ticket, a ticket to the Texans, you will be there an hour late. I mean, an hour, an hour, an hour early. Why? Because I want to see JJ White. I want to see them work out. I want to see them throw the ball. I want to see. I got to get there. I got to get there early. I got to get there early. Our prayer life will stop the stagnation and develop who you are supposed to be. I cannot emphasize how much prayer. The woman of God, some woman of God said about prayer when I went out of who she was. But that teaching says a lot. That we take prayer seriously. When you take young people, you got to take prayer seriously. You have the authority. You have the word. And you have prayer. No matter what life comes against you. No matter what life comes at you. No matter about your past. You see, we, 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 we look at our past a lot. I don't know about you. Some of, I, I look at my past a lot. When I'm driving, I'm always... <laughs> oh, if only. Oh, if, 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 if I'll be driving. If I was, 
I'm 62. But if I was 40, oh, if I was my 401k, if, if, and God has to slap me and say, <laughs> Did you just read the confession? Did you just say that I am your overcomer? Did you just read? Did you just say that 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 uh, 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 that it's not by my but by my spirit? You see, somebody spoke about the Holy Spirit. I don't know who that was. I don't know who that man of God was, but he said the Spirit is a comforter. When the Spirit becomes your comforter, then you forget about your past. There is nothing wrong in having a past. Past is good. Because you can look at it and say, but look where I'm at now. Look where I'm standing at now. At one time I used to thumb. I used to do this and I used to do that. I used to go here I used to do this. But look at me now. Look at me now. I serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I got some snake boot shoes on my feet. They are burgundy brown. They are bad. You see, I used to wear chanclas over here. I can even afford payments. But look where I'm at now. Why? But God. But God. And sometimes I'm going to have to grab hold of the Holy Spirit. You see, so many times, some of us forget about Shaddai Handur, about Shihei Keteronio, and we need to grab a hold of him. Yes, sir. You see, I can grab a hold of Jesus. Amen. But that's okay. But when I grab hold of the Holy Spirit, when I grab hold of the anointing of the Holy Ghost, where all of a sudden I say, Holy Spirit, come into my car. Sit right next to me. I just want to hear you. I just want you to speak. And all of a sudden the tongues start coming out. Yeah, yeah. Tongues start coming out. There are some of us here that haven't spoken in tongues in a long, long time. But I'm here to tell you that as you speak to him, even today, yes. some of us are sitting here that said, enough is enough. I'm tired of my job. I'm tired of my life. I'm tired of this. But God says, no, 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 no. You are in an army, man of God. You are in an army, woman of God. The commander-in-chief has said, develop your faith. Become habit-forming. Revolutionize who you are. The captain and the sergeant of arms and the, and, and, and the, and the, 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 the man that is leading it, he has said, no, you cannot sit there. And no, you will not sit and pout. Why? Because I am speaking my truth. I'm speaking the truth. I don't care what you're going through. You're not going back to stagnation. Amen. Amen. Yeah. See, some of us need to change our panels. Yep. I'm not talking about here. I'm not talking about here. That's why you hear a lot of your friends that are in Christian ch- or they're in churches. How are you doing? Well, have you been serving God for 15, 20 years? Mm. And you don't understand. <laughs> and all of a sudden, here comes the 20-year <laughs> Christian. Stagnated, mm. pampered, saturated, <laughs> stench because they don't want to grow up. Life is hard, life is rough. 
but God. But God. But God. But God. But God. That's the reason why, Brother Ben, the Spirit of the Lord says that I am about to do a great move in your life. Come on. The Spirit of the Lord says that the hell you're going through is because I'm teaching you something. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord says you hold on to what I am developing in you. I am developing you a voice. I am not developing you to be a little mouse and a little mite. I'm developing you to be a voice. I'm developing you to be a man that is able to pick up the sword and is able to speak to the mountain. I am developing somebody that is literally going to be shouting in the near future. I have everything in control, says the Lord. As the sword is given to you, as you take the sword, I am here to tell you that God has not forgotten about you. The hell that you're going through is because I'm about to do a new thing. Yes. There is a new thing coming, man of God. There yes. is a blessing coming like you've never seen it before. And I will tell you this. Faith is not controlled by time. Come on, right. come on. Faith is not controlled by time. We want to control faith, but faith says, no, 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 no. Time, you sit there. You take your time. I am doing what I got to do. Faith says it's me. In my season, in my due season, come on. In my due season, keep waiting. Every one of us here know each other's testimony, and I will tell you this: there are some people here that God is going to use mightily that have never been. God is going to use both of you. And God has already started to use both of you. That's the reason why you're going through the hell you're going through something. God is going to start using you. Because he says, enough. Now it's time. You're ready. You're ready. Thank you, Lord. The man of God has trimmed. He's got your hair. He cut your hair already. He, he, he got your eyebrows. He cut your eyebrows. You got your manicure. You got your pedicure. He perfumed you. He cut your beard. You get everything. Because he says, now you're ready. You're ready. You're ready. You're ready. It's time for you to go out. And there are men that are going to come to you. And yeah. you are going to be able to speak the word. You're going to be able to say, yes, you can. I'm here to tell you, don't you dare let me hear you can. Yes, you can. And you both will can. There is a couple that is going to be coming to this church. That Jesus, out of the blues, they hooked up. Somehow or they hooked up. With somebody on Facebook and got a hold of me. And I haven't seen my babies in about two or three years. And all of a sudden, they're desperately. Desperately. And one of them reached out to baby girl. Reached out to you, Felicia. Why? Because she knew your heart. She heard the testimonies. There are people that have heard things happening in this place. We're little right now. (laughs) We're little right now. Right now. Right now. Later on. (laughs) You're going to have to be walking over here. You're going to have to be ministering here. You're going to have to be ministering here. (laughs) Chairs are going to be rolling up. Because the faith of the man of God says explosions. That's why he's preparing you. There is an explosion coming into the house of God. He is setting all the pieces in place. He didn't bring you here just to bless you. He didn't bring you here just to uplift you. 
He brought you here to show you who you are. The beggar, the beggar, the beggar in Mark. The beggar in Mark 8, 22 through 8. The, I mean, sorry, the blind man. Again, the friends took him to Jesus. But this is what Jesus did. Took him to Jesus. Jesus touched him. But then Jesus did this. Your four friends brought you here, blind man. Your four friends brought you here. That's fine. Jesus does this. Commotion. People are going, oh, what do I do? He didn't see. And Jesus knew. I'm just thinking. My mind is just going. I'm imagining the people going, it didn't happen. Did, did you hear? Jesus did it over there. Why not hear? And then he spit on her eyes. <clears throat> what, what, what's the deal with spitting? <laughs> so then he said, if I spit on myself, no, no, it's not happening. So Jesus said, the scripture says that Jesus took the blind man out of the outskirts of town. You know why he took him out of the outskirts of town? Because Jesus came right and I'm just imagining, I don't know what scripture says, but I'm imagining, and Jesus says, it's your faith. Blind man says, Yeah, I do. And nobody around. He was in hearing voices of everybody else. He was in hearing the negativity of everybody else. Good. He was in hearing nobody else going, Jesus didn't do it. Hey, that's a fate. No, man. He did it over there in Jerusalem. He did it over there. And he did it. Why not here? Jesus took him out. Your faith, once the eye, once the hands, all of a sudden, he was able to see. You see, God is going to take you out of the murmuring, out of the neg- negativity, so that blessing can come in. Yeah. That's developing your faith. Your faith is not in time. Time has nothing to do with faith. Faith says time. You sit there. You sit back. You don't dare step in it. Now I'm about to prove what Jesus is about. Because you've been hungry. You've been praying. And I've heard. And now, a year later. Mm. Brother, Jimmy, Brother Jerry, how long were you thumbing for a ride, brother? Mm. What are you <laughs> Faith. Hearing the word. And praying develops who God wants you to be. Yeah. And God, in this ministry, now speaking in this ministry, God is developing not captains, not generals, but four and five star and ten star generals. Yes. He's developing 
And I believe without a doubt. Sister Millie can come and sit. I left, I left the blind man on the bar. You're like in the the scenic room. Man of God, I don't know you. I'm going to deposit this in your life. The Spirit of the Lord says that I brought you here, whoever brought you here, is for you to hear that Jesus is still the way, the truth, and the life. That Jesus is everything that everybody has said. But Jesus is about to do a great, powerful thing in your life. You didn't come here out of coincidence. For the Spirit of the Lord says, Son, I've heard you. I've known you. I know every hair on your head. I've protected you. Death has come upon you sometimes. Death has come against you. But the Spirit of the Lord says, I protected you. Why? Because I got great plans for you. I'm going to anoint you. I'm going to save you. And I'm going to bless you. But I'm going to lift you up to be a voice to those that are hurting. Even your friends that you're hanging around with are going to know that when you literally sell out, the Spirit of says, I'm going to show them who you are. And I am about to do a great miracle. In John 4 4 it says, You are God and have overcome because greater is he that is he than he that is in the world. Yes. The comfort of the Holy Spirit. It's about to start manifesting in y'all's lives starting today on forward. And woman of God, you have been struggling. You have been struggling. And you have been struggling. But you know why God brought you here? He brought you here so that you can start hearing the voice of the man of God. He's taking your path and everything that has happened to you. Everything that has gone to you. All of a sudden, your path is going to take a shift. There's a shift in your path. You've been asking for women friends. You've been asking for somebody to love me. You've been asking for for somebody. Is there somebody to to, to hold me? Is there somebody I can speak to? And the Spirit of the Lord says, I brought you here to the house. I brought you here to this house. Because there are women in this house that will hear you. There are women in this house that will hold you up. There are women in this house that have the ministry of love. And they are going to surround you with so much love. Because you have been lacking love. God says, I'm about to pour love all over you. Like you've never seen it before. The women are going to come up to you. And you're going to say, why are they asking my name? Do they want money? No. That's not it. Because they want to love you. Thank you, Lord. They don't want to go, sister. What is your name, sister? Susan. Huh? Thank you, Susan. They don't say Susan. Thank you, Lord. Maybe give you a hug. They're not even going to say sister Susan. They're going to say Susan. Hallelujah. Mary's going to go, Susan. You okay? <laughs> sister Mary is going to say, Susan, are you all right? You all, are you okay? Why are they asking? Thank you, Not to get into your business, but to tell you. That's why the Lord has brought you to this. And I'm here to tell you, you have a gift. Oh, God, there's a gift in you. 
There is a mighty gift. I don't know you. I've just seen you a couple of times here. But I'm telling you, there's a mighty gift in you. And God wants to take that gift. And he wants you to hone it. But he wants to use that gift so that you can bring people into the kingdom. But he wants you to use that gift to bless this house. Thank you. You bless. God will bless you. He has you covered. Thank Susan, you you're all right. Thank you, Jesus. He wants you to tell you, now you're in the right place. That's the right place. I know. I'm my king. <laughs> Don't stop. Talk to your pastors. Love them. This woman is real. I've been around many women pastors. Many of them. And some of them, I'm... Bite my tongue. Pastor Laura, she's the first lady. She's real. I know her many, many years. And every time I tell somebody I'm going to the cross... I don't, go, I don't tell them I'm going to cross church. I tell them I'm going to the cross. <laughs> you call the river in Jordan. Is it in Israel? I said, yeah, I'm really Israel. <laughs> I'm Jewish. <laughs> I got the cross, river Jordan. I crossed it to the cross. Amen. <laughs> I tell them, you know, you know Lori? They go, oh yeah, Lori? And I said, no, no, you mean Pastor Lori? I said, you don't know her. You don't know her. And I'm not here to puff up myself. I'm not here to puff her up. Oh, yeah, I am. I'm here to puff her up. Oh, yeah. I am to puff her up. But I'm not puffing myself. I don't gain anything about what I'm saying. She won't give me $100. She won't tell me to give you, you know, $1,000 outside. That's what you got to say. No, no, no. I'm here to tell you, she's a true woman of God. Yeah. True, loving woman of God. Yes. Reach out. In the name of Jesus, let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord. Because, Lord, all these teachings that have come from last year until now, all these pastors.